Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. I am, as I am, counting down the days before I have to go get that stuff done at the hospital. Gonna be out for about a week. I should probably warn you guys, uh, either I'm, if I'm, if I can, I will try and get you episodes while I'm at the hospital. I'll just have you use the, the Anchor app for that from, with my phone. So it's not gonna be as fancy dancy as I usually do. Probably no intro or music or anything like that, but it'll get the job done. Or plan B is to record a bunch of stuff on my phone. On my, I've got a, I've got a recorder on my phone. I did that when I was in New Mexico, and then I just say, hey, I'm going to be on for about, I'm going to be gone for a while, and I will get back to you, and then edit those up and put them up when I get back. So I haven't really decided which one I want to do yet. But we will figure it out. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about, and once again, this is now, this is something that's been on my mind. Do never, never punish characters or players for being clever. Now, that's an obvious thing, but I'll talk about that after this. What I mean is, now, as you know, a lot of times this show skews towards the newbie, DM, GM, whatever. Or things like that, the new player. And this is one of those times. Now, I remember way back when, I still have it somewhere in in storage, somewhere in the garage, I think. Way back when, when I used to be part of the RPGA for a little bit. I think I I think I was blown for like two the last two years of its existence, but they would send out members, they would send members out little goodie boxes once a year. And that's how I got battle mat, a couple battle mats and things like this. But one of the things I got that I kept was they sent the Fist of Emrakal. Now, if you remember in like 1E, 2E or whatever, Emrakal the Chaotic, who was a chaotic wizard. And what it was, was a gigantic heavy D20 with runes on it instead of numbers. And then he, they gave you a, a, a cardstock sheet they printed up of, you know, you have the characters roll it when they find the Fist of Emrakal or whatever, and they roll it and see what happens. Sort of like a diversion die of the deck of many things, I think. And it showed what rune means what. You know, I've since lost that table, but I found... I found on the internet, I found a, a PDF file of it. So anyway, but I still have that. But I used to keep that behind my screen. I never got to use it the way I, the way I threatened to use it. Because I, said, because I said, you guys try to wreck the game, our game. I'm heaving this at your head. And it was heavy. So it's like, don't make me. I'd hold it up and I said, don't make me. Now... I'm sure that wasn't a popular thing to do, but, you know, it had to be pretty extreme for me to do that. I mean, somebody who was out to wreck the game. And on the other hand, I don't think players' characters being clever should be done. I mean, I can see less. I can see lesser GMs than me just throw that thing if they get so mad. 
I used to also have my friend of mine when I played at his house. He had a he had an old an old flintlock pistol like pirates used to have. You couldn't fire it, but the other the end of it the other end of it was like a lead weight, so I could bop somebody over the head with it if I had to. I never had to, and I nor would I. I mean, you really would have to get me, you know. That's an extreme thing, and it probably get get me kicked out of the game or whatever. But the point being is lesser GMs would do that. And what I mean is do not dun your players for being clever. Now, what I mean by that is the fact that you sit there and you create a game, you create an adventure. This goes along with don't fall in love with your adventure. But I'll get that in, that in another show. This is kind of a... An, uh, a like similar thing but you, what you don't want to do is get get you know you you wait for this and somebody i mean okay it might happen somebody could neutralize could neuter your plot at the get or at the first hour or whatever too bad that's the way it goes you take that great encounter you had, that great setup you had, use it for something else, and you are you are improvising now, my friend. Do not, I mean, like I said, lesser GMs than me would dun the player for that. They'd get all pissy and mad, and frankly, that's baloney. And I'm going to use the G-rated word, baloney. So. You do not do that. You roll with it, as you know. You've heard me say this many times. Whatever happens at the table, the game happens at the table, and you're supposed to roll with it. You're supposed to be prepped enough so you can roll with it, but there's nothing There's nothing wrong with pulling something out of thin air that may happen. Nor should you do something like they come up with a really clever plan and you do your utmost to foil it. And I mean foil it by not having the bad guy counter it or something like that, which they may do. But if they come up with something that's unbeatable, you will find some way somehow in the, in the situation, in the environment to not, you know, to have it not work. Baloney. Because that's half, the, to me, that's half the fun right there. If they come up with something that's absolutely fantastic, yeah, you go. Let's see what I can do with that. You know, you're giving me lemons. I'm going to make lemonade. And you're probably, and I, once again, like I said, I'm rooting for the characters. If this makes them succeed, fine. I can go on from that. I can, you know, even if I have to take a short break and think about what they did. Okay? I, like I said, I had a convention game from Mutant Future where the bad guy got killed in the middle of it. But it didn't stop the adventure because that still had an exciting climax to that game, even after the bag, main bad guy was gone. So I'm not going to rehash that. I mean, here, here's an example. My friend Matt Evans, who does the Mythgarther campaign, he's the one who wrote it. And before that, we were playing... We were playing basic D&D. We were playing Rule Cyclopedia D&D. But then he switched to Labyrinth Lord because he wanted to write stuff to publish, like on drive-thru. And he said, it's a lot easier for me to use the Labyrinth Lord OGL. So, okay, fine, Labyrinth Lord. I know It's BX. I can roll with that. And there was a scenario in his world where it took place, I forget where, 
a brewery, I guess, or maybe a dungeon under brewery. But he created a beer golem, and the and the mini was really cool. It looked like cascade. It looked like some kind of fountain of beer coming up with eyes and things like that. And we had to fight it, and we fought it for about two, three rounds, until the cleric decided to cast purify food and water, which totally neutralized the golem. It totally neutralized. He became water. He could have been water. I mean, he could have said, oh, well, now he's a water elemental. But it totally got rid of the, the, the golem or the, whatever it is. Could have been a water golem. I don't know. But, you know, Matt grumbled about it, but he rolled with it. He told him afterwards, "Is next time I don't think I was. I don't think I'm going to let you get away with that. You know, I shouldn't. He. This is this is the sign of a disgruntled GM. You know, afterwards they'll go. You know, I shouldn't have let you get away with it. I could have done X, Y, and Z. But you know, but hey, but I'm I'm happy that he let my friend Ray get away with it, who was playing the cleric." And I was I was so happy he did that because to me that's the sign of a really good GM to roll with the punches. Maybe next time they'll be a little tougher. Maybe there might be a circumstances where that doesn't work. I mean, there's nothing wrong with GMs learning from their experience too. So there's that. So remember, do not dun the players for being creative. So I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com. Or if you want to drop me a voicemail, you can do that on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan, Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. You can listen to Dan Gregg's Jung Grognard Podcast, that's Y-U-N-G Grognard Podcast. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast. Big John Allen Large's The Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.